I'm Monica DeSantis. Welcome to the Brian P. Swift All Things Inspirational Show. Brian is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and success coach. Are you ready to move your vision forward and be inspired every Wednesday a little afternoon? Here is your host, Brian P. Swift. Hello and welcome to the All Things Inspirational Show. This is Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. The Quad Father, and I hope you're having a great day. If you're not, open the door, open the window, stick your head out, the sun's out, the weather's pretty decent, not real windy, and get a load of the sun. Take a deep breath in and exhale all those negative thoughts and feelings and go about the rest of your day. You have me for almost an hour, so sit down, grab some munchies, grab a pen and paper if if you'd like to. Hopefully, I spit out some pearls of wisdom uh, from many of the mentors that I followed and some of the lessons I've learned that uh, I have used to help others. So I typically start the show with a quote, and this one is, life's greatest lessons are gained from our losses. (sighs) Nobody likes to lose, right? Nobody likes the pain, physical, mental, emotional pain of losing. However, as a as an athletic coach for 22 years, basketball, football, from high school on down, I have learned that some of the greatest lessons have come from losses. And those losses tend to sting far less if you learn something from them. If you're not learning from them, You've got a longer road to hoe in front of you if you don't learn something from them. So learn from those losses, create a better you from those losses, and try not to make them again. That's the key. I know it's nothing new, but something I think we lose track of that is things are things are tough out there. People are struggling. What can I learn from this? What can I prove in myself? What can I do better to get past these tough times? So... Just some food for thought. I'm going to talk a little bit about caregivers. And I know probably six weeks ago, we had an amazing caregiver on that gave us a perspective that I can't even think about because I'm not in her shoes and some ideas on how she deals with it. Uh, She's been a caregiver for probably about 35 years and an amazing one at that. But I... I, the more I read, the more I, I see information about caregivers. And when I think about where I would be without that kind of help, that selfless help, um, it's it's pretty frightening thought where I would be if I didn't have somebody that gave so selflessly. And in saying that, they do tend to put themselves last. That being said, we need to make sure, being on the other side of that, giving – we need to show, make sure that they put themselves first occasionally. So some tips, not really just for caregivers, but this is tips for the people they're giving care to. Because trust me, it is our responsibility to make sure that they are capable, mentally, physically, emotionally, able to continue to do what they do. Because even if I was on my feet, I don't know if I could do the things they do. If I didn't need a caregiver... I don't know if I'd be able to do those things. So let's make it our responsibility as people who need care to try to make sure that they 
do the things they need to do to, to keep performing the way they do. And I think the number one biggest thing we could do is, is to learn to communicate effectively. I mean, let's face it, communication is the key. And not just with your loved ones, but with if they have a medical team, if they have any type of physical therapy team, we need to keep those lines of communication open and help understand what their needs are so we can help provide some of these things to our loved ones. And more importantly, this will allow you or us to advocate for them if need be. So keep those lines of communication open and effective. Take care of you. Um, And this truly goes to the caregivers. You have to take care of you. And as somebody on the other side of that, I have to do everything I can do so I don't need extra care. So depending on what side you are, we need to take care of yourself. I need to make sure I stay healthy. I need to make sure I don't get a pressure sore. I need to make sure I'm exercising. I need to make sure I'm reading books and staying mentally well. So there is a responsibility on both sides, in my opinion, for all of these things, the communication and now taking care of yourself. That self-care, if you're a caregiver, can be extremely difficult just because they tend to put themselves last or second or third. So give them permission to ask for a break. You know, we do need to take care of ourselves in, in, other to, in order to take care of others. And we have to think, being on our side, we may have to enlist the help of others, maybe other family members, to do some of the things the caregiver is doing. And, and maybe it's just some simple things. Maybe it's just, you know, grab you a drink. And, and maybe that's something you could learn to do yourself. Maybe it's you know, change a channel, you know, whatever that might be, we have to try to step in and take some of that weight off their back. Number three, acknowledge your loved one's limitations. Uh, we, we have to, uh, and this goes to both sides, being, being somebody who gets taken care of, I have to realize my limitations and I owe it to everybody around me to work hard it trying to minimize those limitations. If you are a caregiver, the the struggle they have on their hands, the activities they need to use to to help make life enjoyable for people who need them is tremendous. You know they they roll with the changes. They roll with our attitudes. They roll with our feelings. They they roll with our good days, which hopefully is many. And our bad days, and I hope those are few, but we have to acknowledge our limitations and we have to understand the caregiver has limitations. And we have got to recognize that and not push them beyond certain bounds. That's just not a healthy place to push them. It's not a healthy place for them to be. And we have some responsibility in that. So number four, accept help from your community, family, and friends. Uh, I do this quite a bit. I did it 35 years ago when I was younger and had friends, and my friends would help with so many things around the house, whether that was help me do therapy, whether it was run out and grab something to eat, whether no matter what it was, 
You know, when when you can get your friends and family or community to offer support, man, don't hesitate. Accept it. I know our egos can get in the way, but don't let your ego get in the way of providing that type of assistance. Get as much outside help from your family, from your friends or church as you possibly can, and be sure to give yourself some self-care. But let get your ego out of the way. I know for people who need care, our pride gets in the way, our ego gets in the way, and it's time. there are times when you're just going to have to put it aside. So that is one of those times. Uh, and along with you know putting our egos aside, uh, the fifth thing would be be, re- be realistic. You know, especially if you've got a new caregiver, it's going to take them some time to understand your routine. It's going to take some time for you to understand how they do things. So be realistic about how much you can get from a caretaker, whether it be new. And and yes, we say no to ourselves quite a bit, but it just is what it is. That's part of just being in the position we're in. So. Number six, be open to new methods of care. I'm always looking out there to see if there's new ways to do things or better ways to do things. Um, Is there a better way to transfer? I still use a sliding board. I do this because it takes the weight and pressure off of whoever's helping me from having to lift me and possibly get hurt. So in today's environment, there's so many things out there like online patient portals, online you know, portals for new, for newly disabled people. There's websites. There's so much out there that give us 24-7 access to health information. Um, so take advantage of that and never quit learning. Never quit understanding how to put yourself in a better position. And the last one is stay connected with the outside world. Uh, the outside world can open up such a different life for people with disabilities. And, you know, it's also important that your caregiver stay connected with the outside world and understand their bounds of dealing with things. They have to get away from the things they're doing just as we do. We have to get away from the th- that those symptoms of being stuck those that mindset of not having choices because we do those those other things will bring you depression you have to take responsibility for your life and not be stuck inside because you can go outside even if it's to your backyard even if it's to your front yard Um, there are places you can go and you can thrive so I, i hope you appreciate those caregivers are such uh, an integral part of my life's journey and other people's journey. Um, I I had to become a caregiver to my father recently who uh, got a bad case of a autoimmune disease that basically laid him up and then bed sores and whatnot. And those are tough places to be, but we have to give back just as, as we take. So remember that. And Next, I'm going to talk about a question I got from a listener. Uh, I appreciate all the questions that you guys send in. So please send in more. I enjoy them. They're usually relatively easy to answer. But 
th- this question came from a listener is, do I play a lot of video games and do I, am I on social media a lot? And that question was asked, for those that don't know, I am a C5, C6 quadriplegic. So I, at one time I was paralyzed from the neck down and over the years have regained quite a bit of arm strength, although I do not have use of my fingers and hands. So uh, do I play video games? No, I don't. I, I would love to. Uh, my kids play them. They have come so far. I came from that Pong generation where a ball bounced back and forth, and you had to be happy about it and the noise it made. But the video games today are amazing. I know that they have so many adaptable devices that allow you to play video games. To be honest, I don't have the time. Uh, the graphics are amazing. The games look fantastic. I watched my kids play. Um, I, I could see myself playing Call of Duty in a heartbeat and some of those other amazing games. But to be honest, I don't have the time. I'm, uh, years ago, I was busy with work, working outside the house. Um, I was busy coaching outside the house and busy with therapy and busy with speaking and busy with helping coach from a business perspective and reading books. So I don't do a lot of video gaming, uh, to be honest. In terms of social media, I am on social media, and you can find me out there, uh, Brian P. Swift. I have a Facebook page, and I have a podcast called The Positive Perspective Podcast. I have a YouTube channel called The Quad Father, where we help people with disabilities get back outdoors through videos of exercise uh, in, in different ways you can exercise without having to go to a hospital or a therapy center. I get 99.9% of my therapy on my own doing the things that are on those videos. So you can watch those v- videos. So I am on social media because of SOAR, which is the nonprofit Swift Outdoor Accessible Accessible Recreation, which is a 501c3 nonprofit that helps people get back outdoors um, on social media because of that primarily. And then as a writer, it is a great way to market your books. So you could find me. uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram as uh, the Quadfather. So I hope that answers your question. Thanks for asking it. And now we're going to have a word from our amazing sponsors. Thank you so much. C.com. Good afternoon and welcome back. This is Brian P. Swift, a.k.a. The Quadfather. And yes, this is the Inspiration Location, WJOL Radio, 1340 AM. That being said, if you are a business or a business owner and would like to help sponsor this episode of All Things Inspirational, please feel to reach out to me through social media or through the station, and uh, I will help you become part of one of our sponsors. We're always looking for sponsors who want to help with positive words and create some momentum for their businesses. So thank you. Again, I'm going to start it, our, our episode here with a quote, and it's a quote about kindness. Kindness in words creates confidence. Kindness in thinking creates profoundness. Kindness in giving creates love. So be kind. It is amazing what you get back when you are kind to people. So I've 
thought about different things to that people may want to hear outside the ideas I get. And, you know, being inspirational is always the hot topic, um, but being creative too. Because I find that, that people who are creative and take time to be creative f- find ways to find that inspiration and that motivation. So how do you find creativity and inspiration? Ask yourself that. Get a pen and paper. Write it down. What do you do to find creativity to be creative? Let's put it that way. Or to inspire yourself. And think about that. And, and if your list is short, it might be something you want to work on. Um, I, I have a long list of things that I do to try to be creative. And being creative for me does help inspire me. And one of the first things you do is uh, just think about the mem- you know, sh- share the memories with yourself or with others of all the great things that has, have been a part of your life. Um, whether that's with family, whether it's with spouses, whether it's friends, but our memories can be inspirational. Uh, think of the things you've overcome and, and remember who you are and that you have that in you to overcome those future things. I, I think along with, with those, something I try to do when the weather permits is to uh, to get out of the house, to travel, to interact you know, and, and definitely get involved. Uh, I, I believe that when you're out and about and you're with other people, it makes it easier to be inspirational. It makes you easier to be creative because some of that might come from the people you're around and the people you're with. I know I go for my two to three mile rides when the weather breaks as often as I can um, because it allows me that free time to get creative because I'm not staring at something around the house. I'm not looking for that thing I need to do, I have to do, I should have done. So getting out um, is really critical for me, and I think it makes a huge difference. Even on days like this, with the sun being out, go out back, go out in front, go out and watch your dog run around the yard for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, Whatever that is, go for a walk, get out and get involved if you can and get involved can be so many different things whether that's volunteering or even a maybe a part-time job or whatever that may be so and the next thing would be note your emotions you know see if you find yourself having certain emotions at certain times uh you know i don't know if you've ever thought about that like you know do i tend to wake up crabby every morning and then why why? I mean, you're blessed to wake up and have the opportunity to have a day where you can inspire others, motivate others, make a difference in your life and somebody else's. But why is that? Why do you wake up that way? Or, you know, I tend to, after lunch, I tend to be this way. Your emotions, not full because I ate. We know that. Um, but note your emotions. Keep a log of them and see if you find anything with that. It makes it easier to change. Uh, the next thing I would say is read, um, whether that is an ebook, whether it's, uh, you know, a, you know, a hard, a hardcover book, read, um, read, listen, and see. I think reading is something that's amazing that gets you away from that mundane routine. And that mundane routine is something that definitely can stomp your creativity. 
and it definitely can squash that inspiration. So I would say read whatever that is you like to read or try something new. Try a different genre of books. Um, don't stay there waiting for inspiration to come. It rarely is going to knock on your door. And then a couple other things I do that I, I really rely on and, and, and really make a difference for me. Uh, listen to music. Find the music you like. Turn it up as loud as you can. Turn it up loud enough so you could feel that vibration in the table, that vibration on the floor. And just sing along with it. Be a part of it. Let it let it drift you back to maybe different times. Just listen, feel it in in your soul. Listening to music is so powerful. It is, it is an amazing. I'll call it healer, and it does create inspiration. It does create creativity. So it's it's a beautiful thing to do. The next thing I do, and I probably do it six days a week, is exercise. Uh, there's no reason that anybody out there can't be exercising to some degree. You don't even need weights to exercise. You could do push-ups. You could do sit-ups. You could grab can- two cans of paint and hold them in your arms and, and do curls. You could do wall sits. You could do – there's so many things. The, a set of bands is about $35 for a good set of bands. With a good set of bands, you could work out your legs, your arms, your back, your chest, everything. Um, exercise. Uh, maybe while you're exercising, crank that music. And trust me, it is an awesome feeling. It is probably my number one or two thing I go to that when I start to feel that that doldrum or that frustration come on is I'll go off a ride. I'll go in my garage and hit a heavy bag. Heavy bag's awesome. I've seen my kids, I've heard, I should say, I've heard them out there hitting the heavy bag. I usually assume that you know they're frustrated with something. And I'm telling you, when you get done hitting it, you feel differently. Does that is does it make everything better and right? No, but trust me, you feel like you got it out of your system to some degree. Two more things left. The next thing, and and this is one of the things I like to do also, is watch a motivational movie. Yes, I watch Rocky. Yes, I watch Rudy. Yes, I watch a lot of those classics that keep you motivated. For us older people, Brian's song. Yes, it's sad, but it's also motivational. Watch a motivational movie. Watch a movie that takes you away, that lights the fire inside of you. Take the time to watch it. And the last thing it would be look, look through magazines. Um, that can help you, just like reading. Um, it, it can help calm you down, put you in a better place. There are definitely some magazines that might inspire that that creative part of you and ignite that fire inside of you. So I would tell you to look through magazines, any magazine, doesn't matter what kind of magazine, just take the time and look through it. I believe that's important. So the next thing is I'm going to do is I have a, a, a one more question from a listener and, and a lot more to share with you, but uh, let me get to this question from a listener. And they asked, how do I get around and do I drive? So, and again, the reason they asked that is I am confined to a wheelchair. I still push a manual wheelchair after 40 years of being in a wheelchair. And a lot of times I will, in the neighborhood, just if I'm going to a friend's house and they live close, maybe a mile away, I'll just push myself in my wheelchair. 
Uh, sometimes we'll just walk up to a local restaurant if it's a beautiful day out. Um, that's how I get around to some degree. But the other part of getting around, which is coupled with do I drive, is yes, I drive. And uh, a couple of years after I got hurt, I tried driving a car and I was able to drive a car. The problem was being a quad, I don't have hand function or balance. So getting that wheelchair in and out of the car was difficult. And usually I had somebody with me. So I would rely on whoever was with me to help put that wheelchair in the trunk. Or what I did is I took out the back seat and you could roll it almost into the back seat. Years later, I decided I'm going to get a van. And it was back then it was just a conversion van and put on electric doors that open with a ramp, an electric seat that turns, and then hand controls. So I would say for the last 35 years, I've been driving a van, and I'm 100% free to come and go. I don't need any help, uh, and there are different ways you can uh, work with a van. I don't drive in my wheelchair. A lot of people can drive in their wheelchair. So all they do with that is they remove the driver's seat and they put a locking system in so you could pull up in your wheelchair and lock it down and then just drive. The hand controls are on the left side and you push down for brake and in for gas. So it's pretty simple. Uh, I drive from the captain's seat. That's why I have a seat that turns around. I like to get out of the wheelchair. Uh, I like to get comfortable in a captain's seat. It's great for pressure relief. Um, it's way more comfortable than sitting in the chair, which I'm probably in my wheelchair 12 to 16 hours a day. So when I get a chance to drive, I love it um, because I get to get out of the wheelchair and sit somewhere more comfortable. So that is the answer to how I get around. And then I just drive where I'm going. I use a sliding board. I slide over into back into my wheelchair, get on the ramp, goes down, I get out, I have a key fob and it lifts up the ramp and shuts the door. So that is how I maneuver and manage with a with driving and getting around. So that that is uh, technology has allowed uh, all of us some amazing opportunities and, and driving truly is one of them. So a couple other quotes here, and then we will probably we will go to a word from our sponsors, but I want to give you a little food for thought. And humorist Will Rogers, yes, Will Rogers, a lot of people might not know Will Rogers, but you can look him up, said this, there are three kinds of men. One, one is a person that learns by reading, a few who learn by observation, and the rest of us have to pee on an electric fence to find out for ourselves. Ouch, that hurts. But let's face it, some people only learn things the hard way. Um, I think we're all a little bit guilty of that. Uh, but it, it's a great quote. Uh, I'm a fan of a lot of people who provide these quotes. So try to remember... There are three different types of people. Which one are you? And if you don't like sitting on that electric fence, the great news is you have an opportunity to make different choices. So make those different choices. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about a mentor of mine and, and such an amazing 
man. He provides so much, uh, so much wisdom and, and learning opportunities, uh, John Maxwell. Uh, until then, you, we're going to throw out a, our sponsors again, uh, take, a, take a little uh, break from the show, and we will see you in a minute or two. But now our amazing sponsor... Hello and welcome back. Going to start things off with a quote. And it goes like this. A person who cannot sacrifice will never belong to himself. He belongs to whatever he was unwilling to give up. If you want to develop maturity and gain the value of learning, you need to learn to give up something today for the greater gains of tomorrow. Not sure who said it, but it is true just through my own experience that life is about sacrifice, life's about making choices, and choices can change our life. I do a whole entire speech about uh, one of the greatest gifts we've been given is the gift of making choices and what a difference they can make in our lives. And it is such a powerful tool we have at our whim to make choices. We just have to learn and learn to look deeper into the cho- the outcome of the choice. That being said, uh, a man that I have studied and been mentored by is John Maxwell. If you're looking for some ways to improve your life, if you're looking for some ways to be inspired, check out John Maxwell. I uh, have been blessed to be a part of the opportunities he provides certified coach, certified speaker, and his books I find amazing. And and there are so many great people out there like this, but he just resonates with me. So if you're looking for a book, check out a John Maxwell book. If you've listened to my shows, you've heard me talk about sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And it is a class that I provide. I, I do it either in like a group setting or I can do it one-on-one part of the coaching that I do. I just happen to really enjoy this book and really enjoy the lessons that have come out of this book. And I'll just share some of them with you. So if you're ever thinking about, you know, making yourself better, and the first thing we all need to do is work on ourselves, because either you're moving forward or you're moving backward. Um, You're either growing or you're dying. And in order to grow, we need to challenge ourselves. We need to get outside of our comfort zone and, and make those tougher decisions. But I, we're all going to have setbacks, whether you're professional, whether you're personal life, whatever part of our lives, we're going to have setbacks. And these could be turned into stepping stones and steps forward when you possess the right tools to turn a loss into a gain. So that is really what sometimes you win, sometimes you learn provides. It provides a roadmap for winning by examining the elements that constitute, I'll call it the the DNA of learners, of people who move forward, people who succeed in the face of problems, in the face of failures, in the face of losses. So that's, that's the basis of this topic. And let's face it, we all have losses, we all have failures, and we all have problems may not be caused by us, most aren't, 
but you are responsible to have to deal with them, to have to confront them, and it is your responsible to get past them. Um, because everybody experiences loss, but not everyone learns from it. So that that is the real key, uh, is learning from it. And there are some common lessons we learn when we experience loss. So learning how to turn a setback into a stepping stone or a step forward is so critical in life. Not not for just adults, for for young adults, for children. I mean, if you're playing any type of athletics, you're going to lose and you're not going to like it. And as a coach who coached for 22 years from high school down, I've learned more from my losses. I've learned more from my failures and I've learned more from the problems. And I guarantee the young men that I coached have learned from those too. And these lessons that you learn, this DNA I was talking about, you can break it down to certain things that you look at that really provide these opportunities to turn a setback into a learning opportunity and therefore a stepping stone to move forward in life. And the first one is humility. You've got to possess humility. You've got to understand that not everybody wins and not everybody is the fastest. Not everybody is the strongest. Not everybody is the tallest. I mean, you got to have some humility and, 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 and learn that you're greatest competition is that person staring you back in the mirror and i i think the spirit of learning uh centers around having humility and practicing being humble in those times that are very difficult because that creates self-control and if you can learn to control yourself you are mastering the one person that you can be in charge of and you can control and you can't take that person and create such an amazing person going forward. So humility. The second one is reality. I think, I think you've got to be realistic about everything around you. Uh, you have to be realistic about all the activities that you're involved with. Not any, there's not a team out there that hasn't lost. Um, I, I know you could go back to the Dolphins, I think, in 72. But outside of them, we're going to face losses. And you can look at any of your great athletes and any of your great businessmen and women, and you're going to find that all of them had unbelievable setbacks, unbelievable losses, and missed opportunities. But they keep this realistic view of, about that and they don't let it get them down. Um, you've heard the term, you know, you need a short memory. You know, a quarterback needs a short memory when he throws a, an interception. A pitcher needs a short memory when he when he gives up a home run. A goalie needs a short memory. We need short memories about some of these things in life. And, and that's just part of that reality that we need to create around ourselves, even though we may be extremely tough on ourselves. Cre creating that reality is is important. This next one is so true just in life, uh, let alone business, in its responsibility. And I think, you know, holding yourself responsible is one of the first steps in learning. That's you saying, if it is to be, it's up to me. And 
you being the one responsible for that. Not the teacher didn't teach it the right way. The teacher did this. My coach didn't give me an opportunity. Whatever that may be, life's unfair. It's hard. Um, whatever that is, that's not taking responsibility. Those are cop-outs. And you've got to learn to take responsibility first. And that is the first step, I believe, in, in learning and taking ourselves past those setbacks, past those failures. And then uh, learn to make improvements. You know, focus on learning. Learning doesn't stop, and learning just doesn't happen in a classroom. Learning is a life's journey. It is a journey we go on if we choose, but it's got to be intentional. So it, it just doesn't happen because we're out there and open and, you know, waiting for this aha moment. You've got to be intentional about learning. You've got to focus on it, whether that means reading books, whether that means listening to tapes and books, whether that means taking an online class or going to a class, whatever that may be, we have to make improvements every day of our life. Every day of our life, we have an opportunity to make an improvement. So I talked earlier about noting your emotions. That's an opportunity to make improvements. We talked about, you know, noticing, uh, do you wake up a certain way? And then changing that if you don't like it. The rest of your life, you're going to wake up. And I've said this to a couple people. Do you want to wake up angry at the world? Do you want to wake up frustrated? Well, I don't know how not to. Well, this is an opportunity for you to take responsibility, the first step of learning, and make improvements, which is focus on learning, and become a better person. So take those, take those opportunities, but they've got to be intentional. It's got to be something you intentionally do, that you intentionally chase down, and that you hold yourself responsible to do. Something that I hope I do through this broadcast, I know we do it through our nonprofit, is we provide hope. Um, hope without hope, seeing that light at the end of the tunnel understanding that nothing lasts forever, understanding that this situation is just temporary, that's where hope comes in because hope is the motivation of learning. You know, I hope I can figure this out. I hope that things change, but hope without improvement, hope without responsibility is just an empty word. But hope, I tend to find, is the motivation of learning So every day you can do something that makes yourself better. And without hope, just think about the way the world would be. Um, When I got hurt years ago, I believe I probably hoped I would walk one day. But more importantly for me was moving forward in life. Like I hoped I could go to school like everybody else. I hoped I could have a girlfriend like everybody else. And I hope I could get a job like everybody else. So... Those are the things that that you need to worry about, and hope is uh, an, an amazing attribute. Teachability is the next one. I think teachability is the pathway to learning. You've got to be open to, to being taught. Um, I, I believe everybody could learn stuff, but are you, are you teachable? And I've seen it on athletic, in athletic arenas. There are some kids, you've heard the term, they're just not coachable. 
It's the same thing. Are you teachable? And teachability has got to be a part of opening up and, and having that hope so that you can make improvements and be responsible for that. The next one is adversity. I think adversity is the catalyst. That's the fire for learning, right? If we don't face adversity, if you just think if you never faced adversity, just think people who haven't overcome major losses, I think are prone to think that they're invincible. They start to believe that they are better than they actually are. And I think they're inclined to misuse that power. It, de- it definitely creates an atmosphere that is not true because everyone who makes a major contribution to life knows what it's like to have failures. You have to fail. I'm not saying go out there and intentionally fail. It's going to happen. I guarantee it's happened already. But you have to face adversity. Adversity to me is that fire, that fuel that builds certain characteristics. I'm in the process of writing a book uh, on grit and grit cannot at least so far the consensus is it cannot be taught but it can be learned but you have to intentionally focus on that and you learn grit through adversity so I think that that is key that you understand adversity understand it's part of the process you keep it in perspective and you learn to move forward with it same thing with problems. It's the next one. Problems, I would say, are the same thing. It's opportunities for learning. You know, you don't learn how to do other things if you don't have a problem. Um, you don't learn how to change a, f- a tire until it's flat. A flat tire is a problem. Guess what? I have to learn how to change a flat tire. That is a problem. Guess what? My pants are getting tight. I have to learn how to diet. Um, I have to learn how to lose weight. I have to learn how to exercise. I have to learn how to manage my food intake. Without problems, there are far less learning opportunities out there. And along with adversity and problems would be bad experiences. And I think bad experiences can give people this perspective for learning. We all have them. Not that we want them. We don't want them. But without them, you end up that person who, who doesn't know how to sacrifice. You end up being that person that starts believing that they're better than they really are because they've not had to face any bad experiences or problems or adversity. And then after all of these, I think change happens. And I think this is what we're all looking for. This is the experience, right? This is what we all want. We want that change. Change is the price of learning. And, and it's the, it's the pr- just think about it. You go to the gym, why? Gym creates tough times. The gym creates bad, tough, we'll call bad experiences. The gym creates problems, right? Because I'm not as strong as I thought I was. I'm weaker. Those guys are lifting more. They're, but those, without those problems, the adversity the problems, the bad experiences, I don't have a reason to change and go to the gym. So once I've been honest with myself and realized that I need to do those things, that price is the change that we're looking for. And the last one is maturity. 
Maturity, I think, is the value, the, the value of learning. And I think learning is such a valuable lesson in our lives that we chase because learning is not easy during downtimes. It takes discipline to do the right things when something goes wrong. Sometimes experience is, isn't the best teacher, but learning is. So I hope you enjoyed a little bit of John Maxwell. If it's something you're interested in, please reach out to me. Um, these are some of the things I work with uh, through my coaching with groups and with individuals. Uh, some of the topics I talk about when asked to speak um, are, are these topics. But uh, I, I enjoy it because it reminds me of the way I got where I'm at. And I've been blessed to get where I'm at. But it didn't come up, come with without uh, blood, sweat, and tears, adversity, problems, bad experiences. But I made those changes in a mature way to get where I am. So thank you for listening today. You guys have a blessed day. Enjoy the sun and take care. This is the Quad Father. Enjoy.